Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You can learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's Pastor Michael's series in the book of Song of Solomon called An Invitation to Intimacy. These teachings are carefully thought out by Pastor Michael and his son, Pastor Shane, and the subject matter is probably best suited for married or engaged couples. These teachings may not be suitable for young children. Now here's part three of Pastor Michael's teaching in Song of Solomon 6.4 through 7.10 called Time to Dance Again. reading something this week on this section and one of the writers said that a uh, gentleman said that for him one of the evidences that there is a God is beautiful women <laughs> and he goes okay wait a minute now he might be pushing that a little too far but here's what the Bible says the Bible says the heavens declare God's glory it says that just by the physical creation men and women are without excuse Romans 1 19 and 20 And do you know that of that creation, the only image bearers that we know of, according to scripture, are human beings. And in the design of our bodies, there is a beautiful communication of God's majesty. I don't understand all the connection with the image bearer stuff because God is spirit and all of that. And we all know what that means. But but God made beautiful things. Amen. Amen. And it's okay for us to acknowledge beauty. I was uh, preaching at a conference and it was on creation evolution kind of stuff. And I said, okay, everybody, um, I want you to imagine the most, and I think it was a men's uh, conference, the most beautiful woman you've ever seen before. And I went, don't lust. (laughs) I want you to just think of the creative majesty of God. And now I want you to just look inside the body at the complexity of the body's systems, uh, the heart, the complexity of our organs, reproduction, the healing of the body, the way a baby is conceived in a womb and grows through the stages of that process. Our God is majestic creative. And he didn't make boring things. He made complexity and diversity. You watch those shows of things under the sea swimming along. You're like, man, what is that thing, right? Colors, flashes, you know, shining. And you're like, our God is a God of diversity and complexity. Look around the room. None of us have the same fingerprints. We're all uh, diverse If you call me, Brother Bert, I know your voice, and you know my voice because you listen to me way too much. (laughs) But here's the thing. We have a unique voice pattern that's ours. How did that happen? And by the way, how can we even think about what I'm talking about right now? Do you know that your brain processes information? It's such an incredible clip that scientists say that your brain has stored everything you've ever interacted with in your entire life. Recall is another thing. Of course, we're all struggling with that. But here's the point. Your brain is an incredible creation of God. They can't even make a supercomputer that even comes close. 
And people don't even give God a thought. Is it nothing to you who pass by? His descriptions of her are amazing. She's beautiful, wondrous, image bearer. Uh, One writer says, these were quite probably intended by the Holy Spirit to serve as types of Christ and the church. The church is like the moon shining with the strength of the sun. Thus, they become larger than life. So I went down, verse 11, to see the blossoms of the valley, to the orchard of the nut trees, to see the blossoms of the valley, verse 11, to see whether the vine had budded. Now, she is moving and she says, before I was aware, my soul, some, think, some people believe that's Solomon there. Her soul is Solomon. Others would just say it's her soul. Set me over the chariots of my noble people. Verse 12 is a very difficult verse, but I'll just say verse 11 is moving in a sexual direction. And the metaphors are definitely uh, intended to speak of marital intimacy. There's no dichotomy, brethren, between spirituality and sexuality. That's a direct quote from O'Donnell's commentary. There's no dichotomy between sexuality and spirituality as long as it's within a biblical framework, i.e. marriage between one man and one woman. So we don't have to make this false dichotomy. This is God's plan in the beauty of the marriage bedroom. It is right and true and good. And so... uh, She's, they say, this is probably the daughters of Jerusalem, come back, come back, O Shulamite. Uh, that's the only place where she's called the Shulamite in all the book, twice in 613. Come back, come back. This is the word in Hebrew, shuv, or a form of it. Turn, repent, come back, turn around, that we may gaze at you. Why should you gaze at the Shulamite? And here's the mention, as at the dance of the two companies. Now, the phrase, the two companies is the word maha neum, and it's taken from Genesis 32. And Jacob has uh, set up a camp, and he's waiting for his brother Esau, who's angry with him. And Esau's going to come with a bunch of men. And these angels show up in Jacob's camp at maha neum. And this has been called by some the dance of the angels or that the angels danced over Jacob in a in the idea of a host of protection forming protection and reassurance in his life and so here's this uh, reference to the dance and so they call her back they call her back to the dance By the way, Shulamite is a form of Solomon on the feminine side. Solomon's name means peaceful. And Shulamite has the same root idea, just a feminine version of it, which is peaceful. So her name is just like Solomon's name. And your name is Christian. And your name is his name. Amen? So when we come into covenant with the Lord into the new covenant, we carry the name Christian because we are married to him. And we become more like him and we represent him 
Jesus and the bride have the same name. The Shulamite is called back to the dance, and her name means peaceful. Conflict causes chaos. Shalom brings healing. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God, Matthew 5, verse 9, in the Sermon on the Mount. If you want chaos destroyed in your life, you need the fruit of peace. You need the Spirit of God bringing peace to a situation. This is what can kill chaos in your marriage, is peace, the fruit of the Spirit. The angels dance, if you will. So, watching her is as mesmerizing as watching two armies battling one another, says one writer. Strategic, strategic moves and counter moves. But the idea of the dance here is a wedding dance. The traditional dance of the two hosts serves to introduce the actual dance. Um, something happened in ancient weddings. We don't know exactly what it looked like, but it had to do with a dance at a wedding, which was kind of maybe a ritual dance. Some people say it was a sword dance. Some people say it was a dance of two companies. Some scholars believe it was her dance in front of him just for his eyes only. Uh, we don't know for sure. But somehow in our uh, marriage ceremonies, dancing became <laughs> a real part of it. Amen. There's the first dance. There's the father-daughter dance. There's the mother dancing with, you know, the... the the sun, etc., etc., and this has just probably crept through time, where um, it was picked up from th- this culture in the ancient Near East, and so they come together. Everybody wants to see it happen. You know, when you've been married to someone for a long time, people can't imagine the two of you ever being apart. <laughs> you just go together. <laughs> it's just strange. To think of people apart from one another who've been married for a long time. And so I'm going to give you a third R. It's reestablish or recelebrate your oneness. And that is get back to intimacy. Get back to loving each other again the way you're supposed to. Now what we're going to see uh, next is a description of the uh, bride. And uh, we'll move through this pretty quickly. But this is the bridegroom speaking of her, they most likely have come back together again or are about to come back together again intimately. And he starts now, instead of going from her head to her feet, it's from her feet to her head. He says, how beautiful are your feet in sandals, O prince's daughter. The curves of your hips are like jewels, the work of the hands of an artist. And he starts with her feet, and it may be because she's dancing and she's got sandals on, and he moves up from her feet and moves to her hips. Uh, I will say one of the great creations of God is the way he formed a woman. Can I get a witness? Anyway, <laughs> right? And if she's moving to the dance, then that accentuates her hips. Uh, there's something about oh, the way a woman's been created where she can move her hips differently than a man. And anyway, am I at a pulpit right now? I don't feel like I'm at a Anyway. So he's talking about the curves of her body. She's beautiful from head to toe or toe to head. 
You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. If you listen to Walk in Truth on a regular basis, we could use your help by becoming a monthly financial partner. Our mission on Walk in Truth is to help people like you become better equipped with God's Word to address today's issues, trends, and culture. Your financial partnership helps us broadcast on this station, provide the podcast, and with other monthly expenses. What we really need is more monthly partners so the program will be sustained in the months and maybe even years to come. Our ultimate goal is to eventually become 100% listener-supported and then have the ability to broadcast on more radio stations to reach more people like you. Please consider becoming a Walk in Truth monthly partner, giving $10 to $20 a month. You can give online today at walkintruth.com or call 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH or visit walkintruth.com. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now back to the Walkin' Truth series called An Invitation to Intimacy. The subject matter is best suited for married or engaged couples and may not be suitable for younger children. Here's Pastor Michael. There's something about oh, the way a woman's been created where she can move her hips differently than a man. And anyway, am I at a pulpit right now? I don't feel like I'm at a... Anyway. So he's talking about the curves of her body. She's beautiful from head to toe or toe to head. So this is the second time he describes her on a spiritual level, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring glad tidings of good things, who bring the gospel of peace. How beautiful. How beautiful are our feet that carry us to tell others about our great husband. Your navel is like a round goblet, which never lacks mixed wine. Your belly, I would not get a card uh, with this following phrase, honey, your belly is like a heap of wheat fenced about with lilies. Now, he, he speaks of her navel. In the ancient Near East, the only one who should see uh, a woman's navel is her husband. And all God's people said, <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on with today's clothing, but it seems to be a different world where everybody wants to show their navel and show that their navel is pierced or whatever they got going on. But he enjoys seeing her navel. It's like a goblet of wine. Um, her belly is like a heap of wheat, but this is not a negative. If you imagine a bundle of wheat that's been gathered from the field and tied tightly around the middle, he's basically saying she has an hourglass figure, not that she's built like shredded wheat. Okay, so just so you guys know. <laughs> I would not recommend that you say that. Fence about with with the lilies, uh, speaks of life. From our innermost being, from our belly flow rivers of living water, John seven thirty eight. Jesus talked about the harvest at the end of the age, and he said he would bring the wheat into his barn, Matthew thirteen thirty. Now he continues to move up her body, and he talks about her breasts in verse 3. We've seen these descriptions earlier. He speaks of her neck in verse 4 like a tower of ivory. 
Your eyes are like pools of Heshbon. These pools were known as the cleanest pools in the area. They're pure, inviting. Some believe that you can tie the idea of her breast to the church is to nurture baby believers with the pure milk of the word. I'll let you think about that one. By the gate of Bath Rabim. He says, your nose, honey, is like the Tower of Lebanon, (laughs) which faces toward Damascus. Uh, I, again, would not write a greeting card to your wife on, like, Valentine's Day. Honey, your nose is like a tower. (laughs) You say, what in the world is he talking about then? I don't know. (laughs) But it may speak of prominence and beauty. Or you might say it this way, boy, you have a strong sniffer, honey. It's amazing. (laughs) One writer puts it this way, that the church is to be able to be a light tower to a dark world and to sniff out the enemy when he's at work. That is, to have the gift of discernment. Your head crowns you like Carmel the beautiful mountain range moving towards the Mediterranean, and the flowing locks of your head like the purple threads of royalty. The king is captivated by your tresses. That's kind of the uh, gaps in her hair. The royal uh, thread is speaks of her royalty and beauty. Redeeming love crowns you as royalty. The church puts on the helmet of salvation. We take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Amen. We put on the crown and we walk with our God. How beautiful and how delightful you are, my love, with all your charms. How full of delights, the New Living says. He's now talking about wanting to enjoy her intimately. Your stature is like a palm tree. Your breasts are like its clusters. Um, He steps back to survey her form and he is obviously delighted with it. I just wrote in my notes, Lord, on a spiritual level, let your church please and delight you. And so he can wait no longer. He says, I will climb the palm tree. (laughs) I will take hold of its fruit stalks. Oh, may your breasts be like clusters of the vine and the fragrance of your breath like apples. Your mouth like the best wine. Her kisses are like the best wine. It goes down smoothly for my beloved, flowing gently through the lips of those who fall asleep. And so she says, I want to be yours. He wants to be hers. And they want to have the passion of love. Flowing gently through the lips of those who fall asleep. There's a a peace with one another. They can fall asleep very easily and gently in the arms of one another. I am my beloved's final verse and his desire is for me. We've seen other versions of this. I am my beloved's and my beloved is mine. Lord, I wrote, may we always be fully yours. Lord, may the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart be medicinal and pleasing in your sight. Let them be a blessing. Augustine said these words, Jesus is the beauty of all things beautiful. And Richard Hess says, a proper recovery of aesthetic theology lies in an appreciation of the incarnation and the ultimate exhibition of Christ on the cross 
at once a terrible and horrifying spectacle, and yet also the sacrifice of love that transcends all other forms as the most beautiful and desirable subject the world has ever known, close quote. He is altogether beautiful. And Isaiah 53 says he had no stately form or beauty that we should look upon him. But Isaiah 53 is also set in the context of him dying a brutal death. The beautiful one, the king of glory, allowed himself to be marred to make us beautiful. That's the story of the gospel. You've been listening to Time to Dance Again, Part 3 on Walk in Truth. That's Pastor Michael's teaching in Song of Solomon, Chapter 6, Verse 4 to Chapter 7, Verse 10. Of course, if you missed any part of today's program, Walk in Truth is available on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and many more podcast apps. You can subscribe for free to hear Pastor Michael's teachings in more books of the Bible. We'd also love to hear from you. You can email Pastor Michael with your questions you may have on his teaching today, or maybe you have a question about something else, or need encouragement, or prayer. Maybe you'd like to share how Pastor Michael's teachings have affected you. You can email Pastor Michael at contact at walkintruth.com. That's contact at walkintruth.com. And thanks for reaching out. You can also find our mailing address on walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael with a final word. Well, if you're new to the program and you didn't know this, um, this is Pastor Michael. You probably know that. But what you may not know is that I've been married to the same beautiful lady for 33 years now. We just celebrated 33 years of marriage in May. And I will tell you, uh, we just did a podcast episode on Walk in Truth called A Step Closer. There'll be more on that later. But when we first started out, we were both non-Christians. We met as non-Christians. We were actually coming off other relationships that uh, weren't built on the right foundation. Uh, that That's because we weren't admittedly where we needed to be. But when we met each other, the Lord was working. He was working in my life and my wife's life. And eventually we heard the gospel. We We responded to the gospel on the same Sunday got baptized together, got married in our church in Orange County, and uh, began a journey together, learning how to walk with the Lord, learning how to dance. I'll put quotes around that. We used to do a lot of dancing, actually, when we first met, and uh, it, it was a lot of fun. And I'll tell you, as time went on, the Lord has taught us how to walk with Him, And if you were to interview both of us and ask us, what's the single most important thing in your relationship, Pastor Michael and Brenda, we would both respond, the Lord. And that's no joke. The foundation, the covenant, the understanding that he's given us, the guidance, the power of the Holy Spirit to have the fruit of the Holy Spirit, and to actually do your best to apply those truths by the power of the Spirit is the key. It's time to dance again. And if you've lost romance in your relationship, if maybe your love has grown somewhat cold, can it be revived? The answer is yes. I mentioned last broadcast, humility is a key role. And maybe forgiveness as well, no doubt, because unforgiveness will move your relationship backward. Forgiveness will move you forward. If you have unforgiveness in your heart, it can cause a root of bitterness 
And maybe the, the roots have gone down deep and it's hard for you to look at your spouse with any kind of a reasonably balanced look. But you can learn to dance again. And in your local church, I would say seek out, if you have a pastoral, uh, a family pastor, if you have counseling available at your church, hopefully your church doesn't charge you for that. Maybe they could refer you. If you'd like to reach out to us, we'd be happy to pray with you and see if we can be helpful. 844-48-TRUTH during normal business hours, Tuesday through Friday, 844-48-TRUTH. This is Pastor Michael. We are airing this because we want to be helpful and understanding that for some of you, there may be some hurt, maybe a lot of hurt in terms of your marriage, but we're praying that this could be redemptive for you and encouraging for you. And if you have a great marriage, it'd be a nice little encouragement. Maybe you're in a position where you need a tune-up, not an overhaul, and that's good too. We can all learn from this as we move to the Song of Solomon. Next time, we'll be dealing with wise principles for marriage. Keep listening because we're almost to the end of the song. And uh, you remember, you can go back and revisit these messages anytime at walkintruth.com. See you tomorrow. Remember, Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. If you're a longtime listener, please consider becoming a monthly Walk in Truth partner. Your contribution helps us broadcast on this station, provide the podcast, and with the behind-the-scenes work for this ministry. Please consider becoming a Walk in Truth partner for $5 a month and visit walkintruth.com to give. That's walkintruth.com. And join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael's final teaching in Song of Solomon called Wise Principles for Marriage. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, where it's our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.